So you like like ramming people wow. off the edge or <laughs> like the heavy um, cart. I like <laughs> honestly just yelling wow. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. The sound bite of the episode. <laughs> That's the cold open as we call it. <laughs> Hey guys, you're listening to Drunk and Uncultured. We are a drinking problem masquerading as a pop culture podcast. I'm Lindsay. I'm Stephanie. And I hate to do this part, but we're back. We're always back. And we're back. <laughs> we're back. Um, and we're going to get right into it again. Yeah. Um, we've got a good one planned. Um, so for this one, we are hanging out with our friends from Drunk Cards. Um Stephanie, you do this part. This feels weird. Yeah, this so <laughs> both of you guys are going to have to answer four questions for us, and we make everyone that comes on the show answer these same four questions. No matter how many times they've been on, we make them re-answer. So uh, say your name, um, your favorite beer, your favorite piece of pop culture, and a weird fact about you. You can define those however you would like, but, you know, we just like to make everyone uncomfortable and answer questions for us. <laughs> Sure, I can go ahead and start. And so the first one was favorite beer. I'm actually drinking. Well, you can see your, you can say your name. <laughs> oh, okay. So this is where I start from the beginning, right? No, we're gonna include the mess up. Mm, okay, it's that's fair. That's <laughs> fair. Uh, my name is Melissa. Today I'm drinking my favorite beer, Lagunitas, something easy. My pop culture fact, I think, it's most relevant to the past few months is my my own and my friend group's obsession with TikTok, where it permeates every aspect of my life. Just this week, we were at a brunch at a bar, and somebody whipped out a phone and created a line chart of our friend group's chuginess. And I don't know if everyone's familiar with what chuggy is. I personally am not. I think I say it incorrectly. So... I think you should explain it for the listeners. And I'm explaining it by Googling Urban Dictionary because I, I have no idea. But it is um, saying that I'm the opposite of trendy. I'm stylish in middle school and high school, and I cling on to that um, and, you know, stick to out-of-date trends. So out of a 100-point scale, I am 90% chuggy. Oh, no. Yeah, Chuggy's like a live, laugh, love sign. So, in I, in reality, I'm against, like, the tchotchke, live, laugh, love, like, mm-hmm. Francesca phrases that you might, like, give as a holiday gift or as a Mother's Ooh, Day gift Francesca's to your mom. Francesca's is a very specific reference. So, I'll, like the, I have to admit, boutique store? middle school Melissa yeah. did shop at Francesca's. Um, College, Lindsay shopped at Francesca's, so I don't know what that says about me. Now I'm getting flashbacks of those really chunky necklaces that, like, people wore over their chevron, like, quarter sleeve okay. blouses. I think I'm getting, okay, like... wasn't that. I'm getting, like, a little sweaty with those flashbacks. That's too specific of a memory. <laughs> okay, so that's my pop culture fact um, about myself. I think my weird fact that... I guess comes to mind when when put on the spot is that I am very strongly against canned tuna to the point where it just like can't be in the house can't be in the fridge I will run out of any room that it 
is on the table at. Um, and so people like to pull what about, pranks on that. What about like foil pack tuna? Is it the same thing? Foil pack tuna. I've been so adamantly against it, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> it's like the canned tuna, but not in a can. It's in like a foil pack. Is it like the packaging format that you're against? Or is it just the idea of like that kind of tuna? It's the smell for me. Um, okay, so yeah, you'd hate you would hate the yeah. yeah. Awesome. I'll jump in. Uh, my name's Aaron. Uh, got my favorite beer also with me today. It's a Lefe Blonde Ale, a uh, product of Belgium. Uh, first beer that I had when I was studying abroad over in Europe. Uh, so brings back some good memories. Um, my favorite piece of pop culture is super specific. Uh, it's season five of American Idol. It was the first thing that I got <laughs> super into. Um, I will admit that I totally cried when Daughtry was voted off and only got fourth place. That was like a serious thing uh, in my house. We would always set up like in front of the TV 15 minutes ahead of time, like get the popcorn and ice cream ready. Uh, and just be be locked in for American Idol. Uh, so that is my super specific uh, piece of pop culture. Then that is very the, specific. You weren't kidding. <laughs> very specific. <laughs> so yeah, my and then the last piece around weird fact about myself, um, I have actually been crowned uh, a pancake-eating champion four separate times. <laughs> um, all four years of high school, we had a, a fundraiser, and I was the pancake-eating champion four times running. Uh, so I put down 17, like, uh, they're, they're, like, fairly small, but 17 pancakes in 90 seconds. Um, 17 and 90 that's seconds? That's a lot. Yeah, it's... That's, like, that's impressive. <laughs> it's faster inc- than one every 10 seconds. It's Holy incredibly shit. repulsive. Um, you just, like, roll it up, and then you dunk it in water and just swallow it. <laughs> oh, so similar to how they eat hot dogs. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a tough one. Yeah. Do you think you're still in pancake-eating contest shape? Like, if tomorrow we had a pancake breakfast, could you do it again? I don't know, because I never, like, practiced ahead of these things. It was just, like, I showed up freshman year and just took it way too seriously. Like, there are people who would, like, purposefully, like, only finish one pancake by, like, cutting it up really slow. So I probably won just purely off caring too much. Technique. Um... No, that's technique. I mean, even if you cared too much, like, 17 is still a lot. How many, if you were to do this tomorrow, how many do you think you could do? I would give myself, like, 12 or 13, probably. That's still okay. impressive. Yeah. We're gonna, I'm... we're gonna need an answer, like a real yeah. answer. <laughs> yeah. You have to do this. I, I was setting you up to say that now you have to do it and tell us how Okay, alright. Yeah, but, well, the best part was that you would get a box of pancake mix and as the winner, and I was like the last thing I want to do is eat pancakes, like, for the next year after the contest. (laughs) Cool. So, um, I guess to start this episode off, um, a note that we're doing this slightly different than normal. Um, 
we're actually kind of doing a drinking game um, within a drinking game, I guess, uh, with the podcast generally being a drinking game. But um, we're each introducing a rule that we have to follow. Um, and so does anyone want to go first and mention their rule? Yeah, I'll go ahead and, and claim the every time the L train goes by, as it currently is, uh, everyone everyone will have to take a drink. So cheers to Chicago and backing up to the brown, red, and purple line. <laughs> um, I'll go ahead and claim the anytime somebody talks over someone else, the person talking over, I guess, drinks. All right. Um, mine is whenever my cat Oscar decides he wants to participate in the recording by chewing on my computer or something, which is a lot. So be warned, guys. Oh, here it comes. Oscar's going to get us drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Oscar, no. Okay, guys, we got to drink because Oscar's not doing it. That's our cue. Come here. Yeah, go away. Go This might be a bit premature in jumping ahead on the the topic for today, but um, anytime we say the phrase drinking game um, as the proper noun, you have to take a drink. (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. A little preview into what's to come, but keep an eye on that uh, unless you have a few six packs in the the fridge that you can cruise through. I'm going to have to go get another beer, I guess. That's a train right there. I think the train's going to be what gets us, to be honest. It seems like it's going every, like, 30 seconds. I know. It's, it's pretty devastating. Um, <laughs> um, I guess before we get into it, I'll just note what I'm drinking is, um, it's called West of Eden. It's a West Coast IPA from Blue Oak Brewing in San Carlos. And then um, I'm drinking the Gay IPA from Mars Brewing. So it's a double dry hopped IPA with lactose. It's my last one, too, so I'm kind of sad. It's a good day to finish off the gay IPA. I love a good gay IPA. Um, I'm actually going to revise my rule to say the two people talking at the same time have to drink and not the one, because I feel like it's hard to determine who's talking over who. That's what we like to call a drinking buddy. Yeah. Um, So before, or I guess as we get started, just a quick note on the format. We're starting off with the Q&A, and then we're going to start talking about... A word that I'm not allowed to say because I don't want to take a drink right now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess two words. I think it'd be fun to try and figure out ways to not say the words that cannot be say said. <laughs> I mean, without drinking, we can say the words. But... We'll, we'll become a thesaurus by the end of this. So, um, I think we wanted to kick it off kind of with you two and kind of go through some you know, Q&A, and then we'll just talk, you know, drinking games in general in the later half. That's cool with you guys. We can get that started. Drink. <laughs> you said the words. Oh, yeah. Sorry. We're going to be doing that a lot, guys. I will be saying to drink multiple times to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Uh, Start off, I guess, by telling us how did you guys meet? Yeah, Um, so I can take that one. So Aaron and I met back in college. We went to Indiana University and studied business together. And we had a few college courses together. 
Um, one of them being a class our junior year where we spent pretty much every day in a classroom together doing um, a business plan throughout the semester. And so we actually like did a startup pitch to some investors off of a business that we designed called Venue. It is in summary a in-seat ordering app for sporting events. And so recently actually I was at the Cubs game and they're doing it now. So that was like pretty cool to see. We definitely didn't uh, go forward with it to the point where we're in stadiums today, but that was our first uh, business venture together. And then we really bonded in that time and became really close friends. And now we actually work full time together as well um, at a consulting firm here in Chicago and are very good friends. All right. So um, tell us more about Drunk Arts and um, obviously we've played, so we know it's like a you know, I mean, it's a card game, but kind of give a little bit of an overview, if you guys can, to anyone listening. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Drunkards is a drinking card game. Uh, it's got uh, a deck of cards similar to that of just like your standard 52 card uh, playing deck. And within that, we've got... Uh, the main deck, which consists of rules and activities, and then we've got three cheers cards. So when you start the game, you go ahead and separate the main deck from the cheers cards, and then you'll want to grab uh, an unopened beverage to place in the middle. Um, it could be a, a seltzer, a beer, um, and we've even started putting shots in there in the middle as you start to pregame. Um, and then everyone else is going to want just whatever beer or seltzer they've been drinking, wine even, um, to sip on throughout the game. So once that's all set up, it'll go ahead, just take turns drawing cards from the main deck, and there will either be rules or activities. Um, within the activities, it'll be something like telephone, and you'll whisper the phrase that you think of to the person next to you, if it makes it all the way around the circle, then you drink. If it doesn't, everyone else drinks. Um, there's one called Who's Got It, where there's uh, where you take a small object and the other players pass it around amongst themselves, and the person who drew the card has to guess uh, which person has it at the end, and if they fail, they, they have to drink. Um, so just different ways and activities uh, to, get, to get you and your friends to drink. And then there's also rule cards, uh, of which there's 10 rules, two of each. Um, and a rule could be something like uh, cave dweller. You can only speak in sentences of three words or less, which is super challenging. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's also Medusa, where you can't make eye contact with a player, and each time you fail, you have to take a sip of your drink. Um, so a variety of different rules included in there. And the best news is, is that you don't have to follow that rule for the remainder of the game because there's two. Um, so if someone else draws that rule, they have to take it over. And then if you draw the same rule that you're already following, you get to give it to someone else. Um, so we've had people have up to like five rules that they're following where they <laughs> you like you like can't look at them. They have to speak in words of sentences of three words or less and then they like can't show their teeth or something. And it's just it's so brutal. That one was really hard. Yeah. I, I love the, um, 
the like the caveman cave dweller role just because it just reminds me of the office when uh kevin says wife say yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's an awesome card and a little a little cheat for the no teeth card is uh have your covid mask and just toss it on and play Uh with your with your mask on so that's our little cheat code to the no teeth card (laughs) um so then within the deck, uh, so there's 46 cards in the deck, there's one card called the Drunkard, and the Drunkard can be the first card in the deck, it can be the last card in the deck, or it can be anywhere in between, uh, but the Drunkard signifies that you're going to go on to the second phase of the game. So we threw that in there so that you get a different experience every round that you play. Um, so then once the Drunkard is drawn... You have those three cheers cards that you set off to the side, two of which will say safe and one of which will say drink. If you draw one that says safe, so there's three, you take safe. Uh, Now there's a 50-50 shot of drawing the drink card, and you get to choose who gets to draw the next one. Uh, And so you keep going until someone draws that drink card, and then they have to chug the drink in the middle or take the shot in the middle. Um, and so if it's a quick game and you're ready to play another round, you just shuffle the deck, uh, grab another unopened drink or shot and and get it going again. Uh, so it's, it's a really fun game and it's been awesome to, to develop and launch. So where did the idea for this particular game come from? The idea for drunkards really came from Aaron and I wanted to do something that was very, um, like fun and social where, Uh, When we could get together with friends, we had an activity to do. And we kind of all throughout college and post-college really, you know, bonded and enjoyed drinking games with our friend groups, but found that some of them got a little stale as you played them over and over again. Uh, In King's Cup, for example, the, you know, the rules could get uh, pretty repetitive. So when we set out to design Drunkards, we really wanted it to be repeatable so that even after a few rounds, every game that you're playing is a unique experience and that really comes with the fact that every time you shuffle the deck the cards are in a different order so you'll get a different rule or activity and then the drunkard will be in a different spot so as Aaron mentioned it could be the second card in the deck and that that person that draws it kind of flips to the second phase of the game and could be stuck um, chugging that drink in the middle or taking that shot we also wanted it to be really inclusive So we found that with some drinking games, if you were, you know, newer to the friend group, you might be completely out of the loop or not understand the house rules. And so Drunkards is a great game in that exactly what you need to do is on the card. It's very simple. Uh, You you flip it over and you, you do what the activity or the rule says. And then the last thing is just that it's really transportable. It's a standard deck of cards at, at that size it can fit in any back pocket or purse so you can bring it to a pregame to the bar to the to the lakefront with your friends um, and it, it can turn any just you know gathering into just a casual game with friends or uh, really get the party started if you're heading out to the bars yeah we played at um our friend's housewarming party and it was uh things escalated very quickly because we played for a while. So we played a few rounds and the the group really enjoyed it. But yeah, it, uh, when you get the drunkard, like in the beginning of the game, it, uh, 
Oh, man. It just goes very quick. <laughs> we had that happen a few times. It, at times, it could be a fast-paced game. On the box, we have it as a great game to play for 4 to 10 people. 21 plus, obviously, drinking game, drink responsibly. Um, but then our time span is really broad because it could take a minute. Uh, but we did find on average that it takes about 10 to 20 minutes to play around. How many rounds did you guys have to play before you got to that average round uh, time? <laughs> well, that comes into a lot of the testing that we did. I'll let Aaron talk a little bit about that fun experience and some of the, the very drunk focus groups we had. Oh, yeah, please. Let, let's go to that because that's what yeah. I want to hear about. <laughs> yeah, so it's super funny. We you know, just landed on, hey, we're going to make a drinking game and we knew like a general premise. We wanted it to have like those three values that Mel talked about. Um, repeatable being really important for how we were designing each of the cards. Um, so we started off with just an initial list uh, and got inspiration from a variety of areas. Like I was looking at Pinterest boards for different, like, drunk Jengas that people had posted and just, like, kind of taking bits and pieces of different, like, rules and activities that people um, had been using elsewhere, but also wanted to, you know, use our creativity and get some new ones in there. Um, so it was it was awesome making the cards and then... We actually wrote it all out on just like standard note cards, shuffled it up, and were able to just play with our friends. Um, and our, we were super candid with them. Front of a few times. <laughs> yes, lots of lots of jokes about our handwriting. <laughs> um, but we basically just told our our friends, just give us your harshest feedback, and like <laughs> if you if you don't like a card, we would rip it up and take it out like on the spot. Um, and just, you know, kind of narrowed down from a, a larger set into what people felt were when we played it, you know, 10, 15 times over, like we we're still having as much fun with it as we did the first time we played it. Um, so a big shout out to our friends for helping out throughout that process. They're total troopers and gave a lot of great feedback, uh, and, also, like, some of the cards came from our friends recommending things. Like, we had the rules, and people were getting, like, five rules at a time. And so that's where the eraser came into play. Mm -hmm. We didn't mm -hmm. have that, that originally. And someone was like, yeah, I'm kind of getting sick of these rules. And so we have the group eraser and then the normal eraser where you just start cutting those back just in case someone's, like, totally overwhelmed with rules and they don't want to follow one of them anymore. Um, so that was, that was awesome. Just getting the feedback from everyone. So you mentioned having 52 cards. Is there like a plan to introduce more cards or have like fan submitted cards or like a blank card so that you can write your own rule? I know you mentioned like you wanted to be super inclusive to like not really include as many house rules. Um, but is there an opportunity for that? So we, we have 46 cards right now, um, and we have played around and have, I personally have a note on my phone of additional ideas for a second iteration. One thing that we have gotten that you, you hit it right on, um, feedback that you could, we could add like a blank card into the deck to make 
um, a house rule, uh, like they could write it out by yourself and then um, add that to the deck. And that'd just be a fun way to personalize it. A second thing that we were thinking about if we do a second iteration is crowdsourcing on our Instagram page, uh, quick plug at Drunkards Drinking Game on Instagram. But we, we've definitely played around with that and we'll, we'll definitely expand it in a second iteration. My mom personally has asked for a jumbo version so that it's, <laughs> it'll be a little bit less transportable, but it will be a little easier to read. <laughs> I kind of love that idea, actually, of just having giant cards that you're holding. Yeah, similar to like the size of what what do you mean? Where um, yeah, they're, they're almost oh, like yeah. a, a novel size, and we could <laughs> we could get really creative with that. Yeah, I feel like that would be really fun. I love the awkwardness of the giant cards and like what do you mean and things like that. So, um, totally get it'll that. add to our our shipping cost a little bit right now we do offer free shipping we might have to reevaluate that if our <laughs> game becomes a few pounds <laughs> um so you mentioned drinking like beer or wine or seltzer um what's your drink of choice when, when playing and is there like a hard mode with a different type of drink that you've tried doing i think we can both answer this because i think my answer might be a little bit different from aaron's but my drink of choice is usually a seltzer. So in our testing of the game, we actually tested out the sippage. So Aaron and I were both drinking a White Claw and we wanted to evaluate like the average sips it took us to finish a White Claw. So it personally took me 23 sips and Aaron 17. So we did some math equations and um, wanted like about on the average game for you know people to finish maybe a drink and a half and so we adjusted you know one sip versus three sips on each of the cards accordingly and and still to this day white white claw or you know a vizzy is is my uh, drink of choice for the game. Yeah, I generally go with a, a high noon these days um, just because you start like you could find yourself chugging a craft beer all of a sudden you just get super full. Um, so I've, I've actually been going the seltzer out lately as well. And then putting a, a shot in the middle so that people don't have to chug like a full thing right, right then and there. Um, seems like more of a college move to like go shotgun a Bud Light or something after. Um, I totally get that. I feel like in college, uh, we would have like a, like a tour, like a... Cheers. <laughs> we would do like a punishment shot where there was like a hot sauce mixed with like tequila or something like that. That sounds um, delicious. That does not sound like not, a punishment. It's not good. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to say like my friends also had like this tequila with a worm in it and they started putting peppers after the like they finished the tequila and then filled it with more so it was like just a spicy shot so i'm giving stephanie ideas over here what was that shot we did at replay in the pickles that was spicy was it the brick and morty um, bar that's all i could think of yeah it was a pickle back with fireball which was a weird choice because that's not yeah. like, like a typical like a pickle back should be but it was gross it was not it was, good. A, it was a cinnamon pickle shot <laughs> not a good pairing i think my stomach is like rolling 
hearing hearing this and <laughs> thinking of the smells that might happen as you prepare yourself mentally and physically to yeah. to take something like that. So moral of the story is don't play this with us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we'll, I no, we'll put a smear off easier ice in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's something we would do. Oh, I know. Um, I was going to say when we played, um, we just did beer the whole way. Um, but we would do, we each were like drinking our own craft beer and then we would put like a three, one, two mm-hmm. or like a high life in the middle. So when you're chugging a beer or like we were nice and didn't make anyone chug it on the spot mm-hmm. because we're old and can't do that anymore <laughs> as easily. Um, but we would like, you had to drink the entire three, one, two or the entire high life before we would start another round. So it wasn't a full on shotgun. Yeah. But. One thing that I think my mom will appreciate me plugging too is it doesn't have to be a drinking game. She's done it by making it a snacking game. And I did realize I just said drinking game, so I'll take a, a swig on that one. Oh, I forgot about that rule. But she does it like with chocolate chips. She's a big like dark chocolate connoisseur and she'll just keep eating um, you know, the chocolate chips every time it says sip uh, and then maybe take a bite of a you know 90% dark chocolate uh, bar if she uh, gets the drunkard. I think that's a really good point because I like I feel like a lot of drinking games are actually fun to play and that's kind of why we see like sober versions of beer pong and like flip cup because they're fun to play but like having to drink makes them kind of, makes them a little tough. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's also something that I've gotten it more into recently. Um, I mean, having a, a, a game like this, definitely, I like to play it a lot with, with friends and family, but it, the, the goal isn't to get drunk all the time, it's just to like enjoy being in each other's company, especially with COVID, having been apart from, from friends and family for so long, it's nice to have an activity to do together, um, and you know, it, it can be very casual and social, it doesn't need to be, you know, let's get after it and, and you know, chug a bunch of beers. Um, so, so, oh, were, were we going to ask the same question? Was that, <laughs> was, that, was that talking over each other? I think so. I, I think it's like in unison, though. Does that count? <laughs> we'll give it to you. You can go ahead, Steph. I was going to say, what was the biggest challenge you guys came at, ran, you know, ran into when you guys were developing the game? Yes, we were going to ask the same question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, for me, it comes back to when we were designing the game and, like, you know, we had the note card version, but bringing the actual, like, physical copy to life. Um, just, you know, we had a vision when we came up with the name Drunkards. Like, a drunk card would be, like, a really cool mm-hmm. logo to have on the front. Uh, so we had, like, that image in our mind, but we also wanted it to be, like, hey, our target market's, like, 21 to 35-year-olds. Like, we want it to, like, look fairly sleek and professional. But also you should know when you grab this that it's a drinking game um, and not, like, something 
that your kids are going to play with or something. <laughs> um, although, funny enough, toddlers seem to love <laughs> the color design of the cards. <laughs> like, the amount of pictures I've gotten from, like, friends who are, like, and Mel, even your um, niece or nephew, like, the amount of videos with them playing around with the he, cards. He, it's the one cabinet that doesn't have a child lock is, like, the card and game cabinet. So my nephew, Ariel, knows what cabinet it is, goes in, pulls out drunkards, and walks around the apartment and, like, puts it in his mouth. He's he's now a year and a half. He loves it. There's some bite marks on it. Um, on, on the case, the cards are fully intact. They are drool-resistant. Um, but it, it's, it's a lot of fun. We have our, our young mascot. Starting them young. I feel like that would be yeah. a good photo op. <laughs> yeah, limit the liability on that one. Um, Drink milk responsibly. So, yeah. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, we had, like, a really, like, clear idea of what we wanted it to be. And so, we went through Fiverr, actually, to try to get a design together. Um, and as we were going through iterations over the course of like over a month with a designer, it just wasn't getting there. It was like felt too cartoony and childish and like, I don't know, like shoots and laddery or like Candyland rather than like, Hey, like we're going to play this and like drink and, and have a good time. Um, so that was, like, really challenging for the two of us because we were trying so hard to, like, say in words, like, hey, we've got this vision, but neither of us are designers. Like, here's what we want it to look like. Um, and getting that to come to life was, was a little frustrating. But then we ended up switching services and, like, it just kind of clicked and we found the design that we were really excited about. And that's, like... We went, like, a whole month, and we're, like, taking, like, baby steps, and then we just started sprinting, like, full steam ahead once we got, like, the the design that we felt really good about. For, um, for so, an idea on timeline is we set out with the idea to launch a product in six months, and as Aaron mentioned, we spent a month doing nothing and getting um, kind of burnt out, spinning our wheels, and then turned it around the next month built the design, found a manufacturer, printed it, and started selling it the next month. So as soon as we found the right designer, um, as Aaron mentioned, it exactly just fell into place and full steam ahead, selling it nationwide now. So other than the free shipping, <laughs> why would someone play Drunk Arts over a like a drinking game like Beer Pong or Flip Cup? So I think Drunkards is awesome in a sense where beer pong, you can only have four people at a time max playing. I mean, you can do more, but generally a four-person game. Um, and at times there can be like a lot of sitting around watching. Um, and then other games like Flip Cup, you know, you can play, you know, a couple rounds but again you kind of get to a point where it's like all right what's next um and so i personally really like drunkards because of that repeatability and the fact that there's uh you can play with a decent amount of people four to ten is probably the sweet spot um but i think you could probably get away with a few more 
Um, and so I, th- I think that's the biggest thing with drunkards is that it's really can f- mold into any situation. Um, particularly, I think pregames will start to become a really awesome place to play um, as we start to transition uh, out of the COVID world. Um, it was kind of interesting because we, when we were first designing it, we had a pregame in mind, but we started developing it like dead in the middle of the pandemic. And so we mm-hmm. wanted it to also be able to be played, you know, not in a pregame. So I think that challenged us a little bit more to make sure that it had substance and that you could play it not in a pregame um, and still enjoy it. Yeah. And, and another piece that I'll add to it, like about being developing it in the middle of the pandemic is a lot of times you'll find a drinking game that includes some not so germ friendly sharing of, you know, cups or, you know, a, a, a scenario where there's a dirty ping pong ball that's rolling on the ground that you're then throwing into a cup that you're going to take a sip. So when we, when we set out to design the individual cards, we wanted to very much focus on the fact that each person will have their own drink. There's not a sharing component, and um, you could even play this game over Zoom with some friends or family. You don't all need to be in the same space to play the game. Um, and then the last question I have is, you mentioned having like nationwide distribution. Um, where can you buy drunk cards? You can buy drunkards on our website. I'll spell it out for everyone. It's www.drunkardsdrinkinggame.com. Drunkards is spelled D-R-U-N-C-A-R-D-S. So once again, it's and Drunkards Drinking Game. We'll link it. We'll link it in the episode description mm-hmm. as well. Incredible. You can also find us on our awesome. Instagram at Drunkards Drinking Game and uh, follow the link in our bio to buy online. Awesome. So, um, I think we had a few other, like, just fun drinking game things, and I'll take a drink in a second for saying that, um, (laughs) that we wanted to talk about. Uh, I think for this next one, it might be easiest to do, like, a round table. Sure. Um, while everyone picks, like, their favorite or top three drinking games and kind of describes them, so, so, like, to give everyone a chance of not (laughs) picking, like, the, the top three first um let's do a round table i'm gonna vote steph goes first so i'm um, we're, we're doing one at a time then that's what that's how you're round tabling it okay yeah um, so like your favorite start with your fa- uh, actually start with your, at least the, the number three we'll, well the first one i was gonna say is it it's um it's a bit of a game to it and it's a favorite of the podcast um I love a good power hour. I think it's so much fun and it's such a bizarre experience to go through. You're just like, you, you, when you, when you take a, uh, I mean, theoretically you take an ounce of beer every minute for an hour, or if you're me and Lindsay, you do all kinds of different variations of that to the point where we've done centuries. We've done our, our recurring favorite is the 69 minute power hour. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um I just think it's fun. Like I remember back in college we used to do it to like music playlists. So you would turn on like a YouTube video and like it would be a different song every minute for an hour and that was like the warm up to go out and do something else. So I'm I think start the fun thing one. about the power hour is that it goes by so much faster than you expect to do it. 
in and like halfway through you're just like a f- like in the beginning you're like fuck it's every like minute what the hell it's so like it's so quick and then like halfway through like this flip this switch flips and it's like ah oh, shit give me all the beer <laughs> and then you're like one ounce your one ounce turns into like a quarter of the beer we always whenever we do ours we're like okay well it should be a, like approximately this many beers so like 60 ounces of beer is going to be five beer or five ish four and a half beers by the end of it's the power always hour, we're like that. seven or eight years. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just like, oh, fuck. Well, we completely underestimated how many would end up, how, how heavy we pour. Well, the other thing, too, is we always use, like, old beer festival tasting glasses. So we're like, oh, pour, like, I don't know, two fingers. Like, that was, like, the target. But then with foam and whatnot, we were just all over the place. Yeah. And then every glass is different in that scenario. Yeah. Because nothing that you had matched. <laughs> no power art that's one that i haven't done but now that i know that it it rounds out your top three stephanie or it's your number three i think i need to give it to go so aaron get ready let's go yeah <laughs> we do a power oh art oh we do two a year so okay. two episodes a year that's in a power hour format the tough one was the century that was a hundred the century was the hardest um, and it was also because we thought it'd be funny to shotgun a beer at minute 69. Do you need to, like, yeah, that was get a, like a, a layer of, like, food as your base to, like, sustain you throughout? Or do you... I would say okay. no, because if you eat food... Well, you want to, like, eat normally, but if you eat, like, right before, you're going to be way too full to get through it. I've always found it best to eat right after. So, like, we'll eat normally, like, breakfast and lunch, and then dinner we'd eat like a pizza or something whatever after because before you're just like full and i'm just like over here taking notes like (laughs) i know what i need to do to prep for the event i know what i need to do and how to play all right who's going next uh let's do it up based on my screen so aaron would be next okay i'm I'm gonna go with uh a game that actually my roommates and i created called pong golf um, so what we do is everyone gets their own ping pong ball and you just like write like an initial or a shape or something on the ping pong ball to designate that it's yours. And then you put a cup of water somewhere in the apartment or house that you're in. And so then it's whoever can get the ball into the cup in the least amount of throws So I've got, like, the third and fourth floor uh, of a place here in Chicago, and then, like, the stairs come up from the second floor, so you could theoretically be, like, down at the bottom entry to the unit and have it, like, all the way up on the fourth floor. And it's just funny when people are, like, chucking the ping pong balls and just, like, it, you know, hits, like, the fan and goes backwards into a corner and they've got to, like, stand on a table and, like, chuck it over, like, a beanbag chair or something. Um, and my roommates and I are super competitive. Um, so it, it gets really fun and we start, like, um, like, getting in each other's ear and, like, making sure that people mess up shots. We made, like, an 18-hole co- course out of it. Uh, one night and it was a blast super competitive feels like i know them all very well like an understatement for air <laughs> <laughs> do you know where the cup is or are you like looking for it at the same time you know where it is so you've got okay. like you, like my 
one roommate played high school golf and he'll go like scout out like the angles that he's gonna take to the cup and like set himself up it's like very mathematical <laughs> um i'll go next i kind of want to name a game i've never played but i've always wanted to do it um cheers to the train if you've ever watched new girl i think the game true american looks like it would be insanely fun and I've never had friends or enough friends that, like, have watched New Girl that have wanted to play it. Also, super unclear rules because it's just a made-up mm-hmm. game. <laughs> but I've always wanted to play True American because it seems like so much fun. I'm I think somebody on you. TikTok put the game together. It's not, like, a real rule set. Like, you have to make up your own rules at some right, point. Right, but somebody put none of them rules are real. together. So yeah, and that's something I... Those. It's something I definitely would want to play at some point, but it looks... It just... It's such nonsense that it looks like so much Oh, fun. I've definitely Googled how to play and then been <laughs> overwhelmed by the rules that I have found online. Um, but I'm with you, Lindsay. Like, it would be, you know, if you have people that are willing to put in the effort, uh, do a little game prep, I think it would be an incredible time. Oh, agreed. I also don't, like, I'm terrible at American history. So I would just be <laughs> drunk, like, in the beginning. <laughs> hey, it'd be, like, uh, a learning opportunity. Yeah, but it seems like fun. So I'm going to go with that. This fictional game that seems like an insane amount of fun. On the absolute opposite end of the spectrum in terms of level of difficulty, I'll say my my number three favorite game to play while drinking is Fingers. So very simple. You have a cup or a bucket, something in the middle of a table. Of your the group that you're with, everybody puts excuse me, one or two fingers down, and then you go around, each person will shout out a number, and people will remove a finger, keep their finger on, uh, like, the the center cup, and I really like it because it's very low setup, Uh, it can be played with any size group, and has a little bit of game theory involved. Um, My boyfriend likes to slip in a house rule, um, and maybe it's widely spread, maybe it's something that um, he just likes to claim, but that when you successfully get out, so you successfully call the number of fingers on the cup, you're not allowed to celebrate. So if somebody like cheered or was like pumped their fist, uh, they would not be out of the game. They would have to take a drink and the game oh, would continue. Okay. So there's a no, like no celebration rule um, in our house when we play. Was that a little bit of the inspiration for the hands game? Yes in drunkards yes and that is like something that you'll see um you know when everybody that listens to this podcast goes out and buys drunkards there is an element to some of our cards that are reminiscent of other drinking games or activities you may have played in you know your lifetimes i'm gonna claim beer pong as my next one so i am terrible at it but i think it is so much fun And one time we were at, Lindsay and I were at our friend's birthday party and we were just like ripping balls off the walls (laughs) in like their brand new, beautiful River West apartment. We're we're throwing balls every direction possible to try and get Well, in our defense, 
we were trying to sing like trick shots while wasted and like hit them <laughs> off the wall and try to get them in the cup. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was a mess. Also, you are terrible at beer pong. Um, I'm actually really good at the golf version of beer pong where it's like the you literally have the like they call it putter pong or something. And you have like a it's like a little mini like green and you like have to hit like a like mini golf style hit it into the like the shape. I'm real good at that. I slaughter everybody at that game, but the actual throwing of the ping pong balls where I lose it. I love beer pong because everyone's got their own like tweaks to it. Like the general, hey, we're gonna put ten cups here and just like try to get the ball in the cup. But like all the different like do you pull the cup immediately after someone hits it, or do you, like, leave it there for a death cup or all the rebuttal rules? Um, I just love when you don't, like, say that out loud ahead of time and just get into, like, some heated arguments at the end because everyone plays it super differently. Off, off of that one and playing it different differently, what's your, Aaron, your, or everybody, your favorite house rule for beer pong? I usually go, so my, like, the rebuttal that I like to play is, like, if, like, someone hits, if both people have hit the last cup, I do four cups in a square at the bottom with another cup, like, in the, like, diamond that it creates in the middle, so it's, like, elevated above all of the other cups, and you have to hit that one that's on top of the other four first before you can clear them. Um, I love that as, like, a tiebreaker. And that I one's have never like, seen someone what? play that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, like, how people played it in, like, the first week that I was at college, and I just thought that that's how everyone played it. And every time I try to do that, people are like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know if I have a favorite, but I have a least favorite, and it it, it is not a house rule in this house. Um, the island, uh. no. <laughs> so I'm very salty about the island because uh, when I was at Michigan State, I was friends with a bunch of the baseball team, and they would always call island, and they would win every single time. You are not fair to play against. <laughs> exactly. So now I, it makes me look mad. So I don't. We don't play that right <laughs> over here. Um, I don't think I have, like, a house rule. I think, like, we've never, we've always just played the way, like, everyone else says to play. Um, <laughs> but I, think, I do think it's interesting that, like, everyone has their own way of playing. We've yeah. definitely, like, had arguments where, like, that's a made-up rule. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I think it's just, like, a generic way of playing. Yeah. Travelers like is always that, a so. big one where people are, like, whether Travelers counts I always get. I don't know what travelers is. I'm. It's when you hit like the side of one cup and then it bounces into another. Some people say that you take both of them away, but I don't like that. It's only balls got to be in the water to get that cup pulled away. Uh, I think or I, beer. <laughs> for me personally, I don't know if this is a house rule or if it is the rule of beer pong because it's. Similar to Aaron, like, the first time I played, like, first week of college, like, this is what happened, and so it's permanently just a rule in my head, but bitch cup, is that a common, <laughs> that's a common one? Yeah. This might be well, speaking to my like two a different... of me just, like, not knowing. 
Everyone's but, got like a different way of doing bitch cup, I feel like. The the way that we do it in, in my friend group is if you get the bitch cup, you go and you like kneel and you have to stay on your knees until you get a subsequent cup. Yep. Oh, I have never played that way. Okay, so maybe it is maybe it is a house rule among my friend group. Well, some in people, college, it's like you have to you take guys... your pants off or oh, something. I was going to say, like, I've heard that one. That can be, that can be incredibly aggressive, depending on the crowd. <laughs> well, I was going to say, in college, did I don't, because it was a thing at Michigan State, so I don't know if you guys experienced it, but if you didn't get any cups, you were supposed to, like, run around the block in your underwear. Was that not a I thing? don't know about the running around the block no. in the underwear, but I do know that sometimes there's like a penalty if you don't get a cup. Like you're not pulling your weight. You're really letting your teammate down. Like be better. Is it the full team doesn't hit a cup or just an individual? No, just the one person. Just the one okay. person. Okay. I was going to say, what team are you playing? <laughs> I've never played. I've never had to do it. I'm you. not good. But I've never, I've never hit a cup. Yeah, you're you're good for at least one cup. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Irish poker, ride the bus. Um, it was like the perfect pregame to like get people really drunk really quickly. Um, we played it a bunch when I when I was studying abroad at like hostels before we would go out. Um, just like an easy game for everyone to understand. Um, so for those who, who don't know it, you get four cards in front of you. Um, the first card, you have to guess the color of it. Um, if you get it right, you give a drink. If you get it wrong, you take a drink. Um, then based on that card, the next one you say whether it's higher or lower than that number. And then you just go two drinks rather than one and you go all the way up to four. Um, so then you go... Higher, lower, then outside, in between, and then you have to guess the suit of the card. And then after that, there's, like, the part in the middle where um, there's, like, eight total cards, four of which you give, four of which you take, and then basically you try to, like, screw over your friend that you think isn't drinking enough, Um, and then they have to ride the bus, which is getting that sequence of guessing um, color, higher, lower, outside, in between, and suit all in a row without getting one wrong. Um, one of my buddies went through a whole bottle of wine, oh. like the full deck, three times before he got it right, and it was absolutely Oh my insane. goodness. <laughs> I, that's when that's you horrifying. throw a friend a helpful hint of like, are you sure, or like similar, but different, um, but <laughs> no, no, you're um, being a stickler for the rules, and on one hand, I do respect yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, that game's always been a favorite of mine. My, I have some friends that still really enjoy playing that, and I have one particular friend that's a really good announcer, and so we always have like videos of him doing the <laughs> announcements of everything. That's, you know, doing during the actual riding of the bus. And it's just insane. Um, So I'll go next. Uh, I'm going to pick cornhole or bags in the Midwest like you freaks call it. (laughs) It's a stupid name. Um, It's, I mean, I feel like everyone knows cornhole. Um, 
I think that I am weirdly good at it, but with also, like, no strategy. Like, I've seen people, like, try to toss it, like, the spin, and I, I don't do that, but it's just, like, a, a weirdly good skill. Um, and Stephanie and I always played on a team together. And one of my favorite times playing, actually, was at Beguile. Um, Stephanie and I were on a team, and then two of our other friends were on a team. Um, and I was on the same side as, like, our friend's boyfriend. And he and I were just, like, sinking bag for bag. Uh, and the people that had to win the game were, like, Stephanie and his girlfriend, who are not very good at it. And there was, a mo- like, a point where we both got four in a row, like, all four. Or he got all four, and he was like, there's no way you're going to, like, get this last one. And I got it, too. And it was just, like, if we had been on opposite sides, like, this game would be over. But because we are <laughs> we in the same side, so nobody long. is getting any points. And then they weren't getting any points. Because <laughs> they were just, like, off the board or, like, getting a point or, like, tying two. So it was, like, an hour and a half long wow. game of cornhole because we, neither of us were getting points. That's an incredible I forgot dedication. about that. It was honestly the most stressful thing, too, because I was like, I'm just tired of playing. Can you not get it in? He's like, I'm not even trying anymore. It's just happening. <laughs> I'm too gifted. I'm, like, just too, too talented. Good. Okay. My number two drinking game is a Bloomington, Indiana local bar classic. Um, so there's a bar on the main street that uh, all the bars at uh, Bloomington's campus is on called Kirkwood. The bar is called Nick's uh, English Hut. They are known for their delicious French fries and sauce as well. Uh, But the game is called Sink the Biz. And there's a big bucket of beer and a shot glass of sorts that goes and floats inside of it. And everybody has like a plastic cup around a table. And you take turns pouring a little um, like spill of beer into that glass a cup in the center that's floating in the bucket and the person that sinks the glass cup has to reach in and chug the the shot and so you keep playing until uh the you know you reach the bottom of the bucket and it's just a really fun game to play because you if you're really good and you have a steady hand um you can just really uh mess up the person that is next to you and has to has to drink. I feel like I've heard people talk about this game before. Um, like I had friends that went to Purdue that I think so, talked about it. So maybe it's an in like I don't yeah, know. I feel like I've played that game. It too definitely could before, be though. an Indiana thing. One thing I'll say about us Hoosiers is that we have a big rivalry with Purdue. Um, so you mentioning that and like thinking the game is affiliated with them is a little offensive. Oh, I was going to assume it was affiliated with Indiana more than anything. I'm going to try to not state. hold it against you, Stephanie, but right now I'm, I'm taking some deep breaths. It's so fun, um, but totally, totally the worst COVID game mm-hmm. of all time. Yes. Like, oh yeah, you are just reaching your hand into a bucket of beer and all drinking out of the same cup. Yes. Um. <laughs> Not COVID. That's like how I feel about like boom cup or like slap cup because it's just a bunch of cups on the table randomly that you set up again after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's super gross if you think about it. Yeah, we well, did. As long like, as you're just doing empty water. Cups. Yeah. If you're doing yeah, like yeah, we... water in those cups. 
We didn't even put water, like, if you, because if you put water in and you try to, like, stack the next one in there, you've got to, like, chug the water. So we just did totally empty cups. But then it's just, like, there's cups, like, flying all over the table <laughs> because, like, someone will, like, knock one of it and it'll, like, knock, like, 20 cups over. Um, so it's just far more chaotic doing it in a, a COVID-friendly way. I feel like I need to, like, do a, a, like, plug for my parents listening. Like, I promise I also went to school when I was at university. Like, <laughs> yes, I learned a lot about games that involve drinking I was careful not to say the words in reverse. Um, but I also studied and got a great degree and learned a lot. Yes. Um, so the last one I'm going to do is quarters. So quarters is when you have to like throw the quarter and get it. We used to play it with a shot glass. And then, you know, you would drink after getting it or not getting it, uh, depending on who was feeling saucy that day. But essentially, you just like throw a quarter and try and get it into a glass. So we always played at school with like um, one of the oversized shot glasses. So you'd order like a double and then hold on to your glass. We'd play that way. I've literally never played quarters. It's easy. As long as someone's got a a coin because no one ever has coins. All right, I think so. For my last one, I'm gonna go with the goat of all drinking games, which is Birio Kart. Incredible! (laughs) Yeah, I thoroughly enjoy a Grand Prix of Birio Kart. You gotta have all four beers finished by the end of the Grand Prix, and it just leaves you feeling so horrible but so great at the same time um so for those of you who have not played birio kart you need to do this immediately uh the premise is you get the mario kart wii game and you have to finish your beer by the end of the race uh so you better not get yoshi falls um so you have to finish your beer by the end of the race and you're not allowed to drink and drive at the same time. Um, gotta have, be safe and drink responsibly. Um, it is so fun and gets so competitive. And my roommates and I are already super competitive about Mario Kart. But throw in Birio Kart and it is just an awesome time. We went to a Cubs game um, back in like fall of 2019 after playing... Uh, a Grand Prix of Birio Kart, and it was just a full riot. Um, <laughs> we were just so hammered. <laughs> we used to call it drunk driving, and we would play it on the N64, and Ooh. we would do it team style, so there would be two people that had to drink a beer during a race, so, like, you both had to be done. So one person would just, like, slam the beer, and then, like, while the other person's driving, and then you would, like, trade off so that you could finish. <laughs> it was way That's too awesome. hard. Sorry, back to taking it really fun. and we have to play. Like... <laughs> it's so fun. Speaking of Mario Kart, um, random question as to your go-to characters. I call Yoshi. Well, I guess it depends on which version. <laughs> It doesn't matter what version, Stephanie. Who's your if it's if it's available? Who are you picking? Dry bones, always dry bones. 
Dry Bones is a good pick. I so my um, my family we like I don't even know how this worked. Like my twelve year old self figured this out at one point, but like loaded like a bunch of me's that other people had made like onto our Wii. So there was like Shrek, like P Diddy, Snoop Dogg, like like there was Plankton, Squidward. Um and so I would just fun. always I would always be Jesus. Um, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I just thought the idea of like a tiny Jesus driving around on the bullet bike was just the funniest thing to me. Um, especially when I'm just like slamming beers playing it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was always the Jesus me whenever I play. That's hilarious. Mine's not as good. I always play, play as Waluigi. Oh, um, I... before it became a meme too. Waluigi number one. It's just a, it's a villain move right there. Waluigi's the worst. It's character. a chaotic choice, <laughs> and I just think Waluigi doesn't get as much credit for being creepy as he should. That's fair. All right, Lindsay, um, what's your game? Yeah, so I was gonna say, um, like slap cup, boom cup, stack cup, whatever you guys want to call it. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not, like, 100% sure on the rules, because I learned how to play while drunk. Um, but you have, like, a ton of cups on the table, all filled with, like, an ounce, two ounces of, um, alcohol. And what you're doing is, like, there's a ping pong ball, and, and there's also a full beer. Um, there's a ping pong ball that you're trying to get into, like, bounce into Mm -hmm. the cups, um, and if you do, you move the cup forward. If you get it in on the first bounce, first time, first attempt, you're able to put it wherever you want. And I believe if you like pass the person in front of you or get it like before the person in front of you, they have to like take a drink and then, um, try again. But as you keep going and keep like, adding more cups, you start stacking up higher and you're trying to bounce the ball even higher. Um, and then the last person to lose, I guess, has to drink that full beer. That's exactly right. But it gets really competitive. Um, everyone, like Stephanie's joined in on one time while like we were all really drunk and everyone. She was like Saint. We're just, like, it was like Saint Patrick's Day or something. Yeah, we were just yelling at her about what to do. And she's like, I don't know what to do. We're like, just put it over there. It I had no idea who these yelling. people were. Um, they were your boyfriend's friends, Lindsay. So like, I yeah. didn't know these people. They just kept yelling at me to screw Matt over. And I was like, okay, whatever you say. <laughs> well, yeah, they just kept yelling, fuck Matt. <laughs> Put your cup there, fuck and Matt. It, and the, the way to, you know, you know, fuck whoever um, is to stack up, take like the cup that you can move anywhere on the table and like chuck it across. So like imagine 15 red solo cup stacked high with a ping pong ball on the top and you can throw it across the table and say you're up um and then you have to very quickly yeah um get that ping pong ball into the cup that's 15 high yep and then depending on the version you're playing like if you're playing boom cup or like slap cup um you're like hitting the cup away from the person so you can just fuck them by hitting it as far as you can they have to go run after it but it does get very competitive and very aggressive towards someone. Because usually, like, the group decides to screw someone over. And that's that's what the, ta- the, ga- like, the target is. My favorite about that game is 
when you come across a table that just does not bounce like in the slightest. Ah, the dead you're, like, spots. Full, oh yeah, the dead you're, spots. You're like slamming the ping pong ball <laughs> into the table to try to get it to bounce up over to like the higher cups. The first time I played, we were playing on a table with like a ton of dead spots, and you're just like moving the cup and trying to hit it, <laughs> and then moving it again to try and find a not dead spot. <laughs> That's when I'll just you can put it on the floor and be like, will this be better? <laughs> <laughs> okay, my number one drinking game is elimination flip cup. So imagine a table where you have five people lined up on either side. Everybody has their own personal red solo cup with about an ounce of alcohol in it. And you go down the line starting at... Um, say the far left and the way that my friends and I always start it is we like cheers each other and we go down up down drink that starts the game and each uh, first player on the respective sides drinks the drink flips the cup it goes down the line and the losing team has to nominate a player to be voted off the team so then it would be (laughs) five people versus four people but the team with four people still has to drink you know, five cups worth. So one person will double up. And so then you get down to the scenario where like there might be three people on a team versus like a final contestant on the other side. And that one person is drinking all five. And so in this scenario, it actually happened to me last weekend where I was the one against, uh, I, I forget now if it was two or three people, but I had my roommate help me pour the cups. So I could like, I had two that were in front of me and I would drink one, successfully flip it and go on to the next. She would fill uh, the first cup and it was a wild ride, but ended up being, um, I guess, bragging here, but the flip cup champion and the elimination uh, Good on cup you. winner really held down the, the team. Uh, but flip cup is my jam. Like It's like a top talent and I, I, I wish I had a different one, but right now that's the reigning one. I get really frustrated when I see videos of people, like, playing flip cup, and they just, like, cannot get it, and just, like, just correct, come on, like, just, what are you doing? Get your head in the game. And, like, I get aggressively angry towards them, it's like, come on, you you should know that you shouldn't, like, flip it that hard, if you flipped it too hard to begin with, like, just go, cut the difference, and I just get, like, aggressively angry. So, we used to play a game in college that's it was not on this list and this just reminded me of it uh completely unrelated it's a combination of flip cup and beer pong and they called it frogger so you would go down the line as a team doing flip cup and whoever was at the end had to like get it in the cup and so like the balls would just keep coming back and then whoever got in the cup first like that team won and so then you would remove a cup so you would just keep everyone had to play flip cup the whole time and then eventually, like, you know, as, like, beer pong goes, like, that's how the team won. But, oh, my God, that game would go forever. Game reminds that me... That actually sounds like a lot of fun. ...of um, soccer. Have you ever played soccer? Where it's... Like, no. It's, there's... You're a t- you have a table and you have people lining up on either side. And please have your audience forgive me if I don't get it exactly right, because I also was very drunk when I learned the first time. But say you have four people on the long side of each table, and then each team would have a goalie. So the respective sides are doing flip cup, trying to get the 
ball, which is like a successful flip, closer to the opponent's goalie to try and score on the goalie. And so if the you know, flip cup gets to the goalie and that goalie doesn't successfully flip the cup, it's a goal. And so then it would, the other team would get a point and it would reset at the midfielders. That sounds like a lot of fun. It's, it's, a, it's a really good time. You really have to keep an eye on the ball, um, a.k.a. The, the successful flip of a cup, but it's it's a good time. And you can have your... I also just want to say... No, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's not related to that. Ah, so the, it's important to have, if you're structuring your team, have a very strong goalie and a very strong defensive player. Because if it gets past that defensive player, it's like a one or done on the goalie. All right, cool. I um, well, Steph, do you have anything else? No, I. Uh, this was a fun episode. So, thank you guys so much for coming on and hanging out with us tonight. Yep, yeah, thanks for having us. One more plug. Uh, if you guys want to plug the website and the game, go right ahead, and then we'll call sure. it. Sure. Uh, so you can buy Drunkards at www.drunkardsdrinkinggame, spelled D-R-U-N-C-A-R-D-S, and find us on Instagram at drunkardsdrinkinggame. We've had so much fun. Speaking with you both, Lindsay and Stephanie, thank you so much for bringing us on. Uh, and we hope that you all buy and play Drunkards and, and feel free to shoot us any pictures. We'd love to, to feature you all. Cool. Um, so with that, I think that's the episode. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, which we all hope you did, please go on your favorite podcast streaming service and give us a five-star rating. And if you're feeling extra saucy, please leave us a written written review. I was so good. Leave us a written review. Um, we never get written reviews, so if you leave us one, we'll read it on air. We say this every episode, we still haven't gotten a written review in two years. So, if you're not cool, if you're not comfortable writing a written review, please go on, um, social media and interact with us. We love hearing from you guys, and we'll talk back if you talk to us. Sometimes in very sassy tones. (laughs) Always in sassy tones. Listen to the song to hear our, our social medias, and we will link Drunkards on, um, the post. Yep. And then uh, thank you guys again so much for coming on and joining us. And to everyone listening, we'll see you guys next time. All right. That was the episode. So we love hearing from you. Um, And if you want to contact us, you can do so through our email address. It is drunkanduncultured at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook at Drunken Uncultured Podcast. Our Instagram is Drunk and Uncultured. And our Twitter is Drunk Uncultured. No ant. And as always, I'm Lindsay, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Lindsay Sold Out. And I'm Stephanie, and you can find me on Untapped, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr as underscore Stephen Color. And you can also follow my concert Instagram at shitty concert blog. Stay drunk, guys. See you next time.